Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. Seth, how are you? Doing great, Eric. Thank you. Oh, and, and Vance, you ready? I'm doing wonderful and we're ready to go. Oh, I know you are. You're chomping at the bit to teach me something because I need to learn <laughs> some things, Vance. What are we talking about today? Uh, we're going to finish with the five human factors that we have to overcome on a daily basis to accumulate wealth and be successful. Okay, let's get to it. What's first? We're going to pick up where we left off. So if anyone hasn't listened up to this point, you need to go back and listen to our first podcast. It covers the first two points then and how and if we can overcome those, what's next? Those two will generate additional cash and additional money coming into us. That's the success for living these two human factors positively and not negatively. So the next one that we talk about now that money becomes into our comes into our control, it's called the golden rule. Eric, when you hear somebody say the golden rule, how do you interpret that? What is that? Boy, you're testing my memory here. Isn't it doing to others as you would have them doing to you? Exactly. Seth. Okay. Woohoo. What do you yeah, that's, think? That's what people would normally associate it with. Uh, yes. But I, I'm, you know, I know where you're going. <laughs> where am I going? Tell me where I'm going. Well, the golden rule, according to private banking and Nelson Nash is those who have the gold make all the rules. Yeah, and, I was wrong. <laughs> you're right. And you're right. Yeah. Seth, how have you found that in your practice? Yeah, I, I guess it depends on what type of situation we're talking about. But yeah, I mean, effectively, who puts politicians in power? What political exactly. action committees have money? Who are the, why is legislation made in a certain way? Because there's lobbyists and there's money supporting those lobbyists and those factions. Why can't we drill the oil and gas that we have in this country, which would supply a hundred years of oil and gas? right now because of legislation and gold funding. Yeah. Eric, how is, uh, have you faced that? No, it's it, uh, Seth said it, politics, right? I, I'm so tired of a broken system and I don't want to be the doom, doom and gloom guy, but I'm just so tired. I'm tired of the broken system where whoever has the most money can buy more advertisements, can buy more influence, can buy more whatever to get them into a position to make more rules that usually, and this is just my opinion, Eric's opinion, nobody else on this podcast, but usually they make rules that don't even affect them. Healthcare, <laughs> for instance, right? I, let's just call it healthcare for Congress and Senate. And they never have to worry about that, but all the other people they're making rules for do. That, that just doesn't make sense. It's a broken system. It is such a broken system, but the golden rule can help us. 
It can be a positive factor in our life when we're the one who has the money. And I think all three of us agree with that. If we have the money, we can control our own situation pretty much. In Nelson Nash's book, and the reason that he brings this factor out is because there is a broken system out there and they want you to play by their rules. If you go to the bank, be prepared to sign away your entire life now on a loan. They have so much paperwork. It is unbelievable just for a simple loan, especially because we deal with lines of credit for people so they can access their equity in their houses and stuff. And it is a, usually right now, it's a minimum of a 90-day process. And that's full-blown working out according to what the banks have. Years ago, as the story goes, Panasonic wanted a break. They wanted to, they were very successful in these microchips or transistors back then it was. And they felt like they could do two things. They could produce their wares, their product at a cheaper outcome and provide work for people who didn't have jobs. So they went to Mexico and they went through all the MRO over there to set up business. And all of a sudden, when that was just about ready to complete, they were approached and said, you have to pay us X amount in order for us to prove this loan for you. And you have to give us so much from your company every year. In other words, we're going to be partners with you. And that went totally against Panasonic's rules. And they fought back and forth for a while and found out that the government wasn't going to give. Now, this business was going to employ and change over 2,500 employees' lives. That's how many people they were going to hire in Mexico. And millions and millions of dollars of prosperity was getting ready to be handed to Mexico. But the end results was is that Panasonic said, no, we're not going to do that. And the government said, yes, you are. We're going to make you. So how are you going to make somebody who's not in your company or your country and picked up and left? He who has the gold makes the rules. Government has no gold. They have power, which is all corrupt these days. So picture you and I in that situation, if we have the funds and we can put them to work and know that they're going to return on an increasing basis, we can control more and more of our own personal destiny. So we have to be able to conquer that and put that very thing to work in our own lives so that we can live the other golden rule. (laughs) We need to help other people. You know, we're Christians or whatever our faith is. We all believe that where much is given, much is expected, so to speak. And we want to be able to do that. And this is why I'm still doing what I'm doing, is I just have such a great passion on a topic and a strategy where every single person who embarks on this thing will win. And here's a good example as well, you guys, is one of the pillars that we have, one of the seven pillars is guaranteed financing and private banking. And and as you capitalize your bank and your bank increases and grows, you'll have the dry powder that you want and need to take advantage of opportunities when they come. And we've talked about this before, Eric, that every market cycles and the real estate market is going to cycle. And there's indicators now that it already has started to turn over. 
And there will be opportunities that are coming people's way that have cash, whether it's investment or home buying opportunities, just like there were after the 2007 and 2008 mortgage crisis last time. Things were became heavily discounted from their all-time high prices, and people were picking things up at 50% of those all-time highs. And then now that climbed way back up, and the same thing will happen again. If you have to go crawl into your branch bank and beg for a loan, I heard someone complaining about it a businessman said, man, I've gone through all these loan applications and SBA loans. It's been 90 days and the opportunity came and went. And so I didn't have the ability to seize the opportunity. But where if you've got your own private bank and it's well capitalized, you can seize those opportunities and you can increase uh, your wealth and your ability to provide for your family in a much more controlled fashion where you're not beholden to a third party. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Very good example. That's perfect. Eric, comments on your side. How would that golden rule actually help you in your life? Well, more control is always better, right? I mean, that that's the bottom line. If I personally and, and my wife, if we have more control of all of our finances, we have the power to do more for our family, our kids and our grandkids. We have more, to, uh, we can do more in our neighborhood and our, in our church. I mean, that's huge. I believe that. I have personal testimony and witness of teaching my grandkids this concept. Their minds aren't cluttered. They don't know. And so when they're taught something about money, they hang on to it because their their files, their internal brain doesn't have anything they can compare it to. Mm -hmm. And they just eat it up. And to see the success with $5 a week allowances or $10 a week allowances and what they can purchase and finance themselves backwards and forwards, it is amazing. They have control because now mom and dad says, you can't have that when, you know, the grandkid says, hey, wait a minute, it's in my account. I can finance it. I can afford this. Is that okay if I get it? Yeah. Mm. (laughs) It is so wonderful to do that and have the opportunity to teach stuff like that. All right. The first three we can conquer and we need to get prepared and the money flowing because we're going to face probably the most devastating human factor that stops us in our tracks. And it's it's not that it's negative, but it, it has everything to do with perception. You guys have heard me say this all the time throughout almost every single podcast. The title of this human factor is called the arrival syndrome. Okay, guys, tell me what comes to mind when you hear that title. Seth? So the arrival syndrome, I think, affects us sometimes when we we think if we just had that, that we would be done, that it would finish the equation for us, whether it's a retirement sum or some type of life-changing, game-changing event that ultimately doesn't accomplish that. That's my thought on it. Yeah. And I'm going to piggyback right off of that because 
I found myself it's so weird. I've never heard of the arrival syndrome before just a moment ago, but now I kind of realize I'm fighting that within myself over the last couple months. And I've shared with this with you guys off air, but we have two houses. We sold one because the market was just hotter than firecrackers. We sold the one that was in a great neighborhood and we moved to the house we had as a rental for many, many, many years. And I've got a lot to work to do here. We love the house. It's from 1903. It's got so much character, so on and so forth. But the beauty is, is that now we have no mortgage. We've never been that way. We've never had that in our entire life. And all of a sudden I almost felt this like huge sigh of relief. Well, I did a sigh of relief because of being debt free for the first time in our lives. But at the same time, it was almost this moment where I was like, okay, we're done. <laughs> and we're a long way from done, but that's kind of how I felt for a good week. I'm like, wait a second. No, no. Now we need to get busy doing other things. Okay. I appreciate both of those, uh, those comments. What I want to share with the audience is take them down a little bit of a road here. Arrival syndrome is based on opinion. It's based on mainly false opinion. Oh, I've been there. I've done that. Everybody's doing it this way. Oh, whole life insurance. Now that's bad stuff. Dave Ramsey says this. We have an opinion over everything. We've just kind of learned together that through our associations. And most of it's been programmed into us by the media, the television, radio, whatever else. And it's misleading. It's not so much about what you don't know that hurts you. It's about what we think we know that's incorrect. We don't think we can ever get out of debt. That's totally incorrect. You can get out of debt far faster than you think under your own circumstances and under your own power. So the reason it is so devastating is because every time we form a false opinion, it's like putting a stake in the ground with a chain on it tied to your foot. And you can only go so far and that's it because you're not willing to look beyond that and find out the truth. And I see that every single day when somebody calls our office and they fill out, they look at our book, they do all the podcasts, they jump in, they fill things out, they're ready to go. And they start putting their own thought to it the way, oh, well, it's going to work this way. You're doing this, you're doing this. And I have to smile and I call it bubble popping (laughs) (laughs) to get to their attention. No, it's not like that. It's this way. And here's how I want you to think about it. And here's how you want to do. And this is why I love to do this. As these little lights come on, people, the enthusiasm just Wow. Wow. That's right. That's great. We have to be able to look beyond ourselves and our own interpretation of things. Nelson Nash, when he was tutoring me, gosh, almost 18 years ago now, and I literally feel sad because he's gone because I wasn't able to (laughs) pull out everything that he knows, all of his wisdom. But you have to understand that you don't know everything. And I said, I agree with that. And he said, see what I'm talking about? (laughs) And that shook me right there. Did I say something wrong? He says, no, just understand that you are a conscious incompetent. What does that mean, Seth? 
That means you don't know everything and that there's things that you can always grow in and learn about. And bringing that full circle of $50,000 is the windfall that you think will change your life. You've got narrow perception and uh, the same for Eric's example, or the same if you think you know about private banking, or if you think you know about how to take advantage of the tax laws. There's you should always be a student and always be learning. Yeah, we, we re- really reach a plateau where we stop and we're literally taught to do that. You don't need to do that. Go out in the backyard, have your beer, smoke or whatever thing. As long as you get a paycheck for that, you should be happy and, and successful in life. <laughs> it's not like that. I'm not Bubba, so to speak. Let's talk about that just a little bit more deep because I really want to drive home. Right after World War II, Who was on top? Who conquered the world, literally? It was the United States, right? Of course. Pearl Harbor, we bowed our head. We then lifted our head, and we kicked butt. Okay? And we won that. Now, yes, freedom never was free. Freedom is always at the cost of blood. But there was a scenario when we come back. We were very proud to be successful. Then we started the men. The men of that era was just absolutely incredible. They put down their hammers, their plows, whatever they did for work, and they went and signed up to go to war to defend this country. Then they came back home and they built America. And we're seeing the very last of them right now. But that era were true Americans. They were absolutely true Americans who believed, fought, and died for this country and gave their blood for it. Let's talk about what happened right after that. Uh, We were then, you know, they came back and built America. We got the car industry and everything. And a man by the name of Ed Deming went into the United States and said, we've got a lot of modern things. The war has taught us a lot of things. We've invented a lot of things. We could put that into the car industry. We have to teach the value of business, that business should do value. He was poo-pooed on that idea. He said, no, 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 no. You know, we're just fine. We know exactly what to do. We know how to do it. We don't need that stuff. Since you're a government employee, why don't we assign you to Japan and have you go teach your things over there? And so he did. Who ruled the car business for the next 30 years? Japan. Japan did, yeah, absolutely. And they kicked our butts because of the way that they were taught to give the value, to make sure that that car worked. Every single time in America, one of the worst things we ever had was our cars and they were undependable because always something was wrong. Something was falling off warranty work, this, that problem with the other. Okay. And again, if we can't open up our minds, then we lose, you know, to progress. If we don't know that we're conscious incompetence, then we will lose out. And those who can beat this arrival syndrome will win by default because no one else does it. So it's important that we realize that, hey, I'm thinking this, but is there another option? I always used to love, and I would tell the clients outright, I am going to play the devil's advocate. No matter how you want to do it, I'm going to take the opposite. Not that I, that, not that that's my opinion, but I need you to discover all the questions you should ask. So we're going to move on now to the last one, which is use it or lose it. Eric, 
When you hear that title, what comes to mind? A lot of things. I don't know. You caught me at a loss here. Use it or lose it. Usually when I was a kid, my dad would tell me that basically about knowledge, right? Either either you utilize it, utilize your skills, or you lose them. Okay. Seth, life yeah. history. What has that phrase taught you? Yeah. you Use it or lose it, whether it's physical exercise or mental exercise or putting your money to work that you need to keep utilizing the skills and the tools you have to keep them sharp. Exactly. So we're always learning. We're beating the arrival syndrome. We've got a handle on all the others. And that's why this is at this point, this law, this human factor, because now all we have to do is put everything we know into practice. If we don't exercise, we lose muscle mass. What happens, Seth, if we don't brush our teeth? They'll fall out. You'll have a denture. <laughs> or our personal hygiene or anything else like that. If we let that go, and this is a real factor for us, folks. Sometimes we struggle with one of these things. Hey, I'm brushing my teeth for three days, you know, or haven't taken a bath for two days. And everybody says, yeah, we know it. But anyway, <laughs> it's all about using what we learn. Let's now switch it to our topic here, use it or lose it. People are learning something they've never, ever known before. No one ever knew that they could get their principal back. They didn't know how to set it up to use money. They didn't know how money works. We're teaching them how to do that. We're showing them how to set up a system that if they follow it, will make them better off all the time and create a volume of momentum that's exponential. It's going to expand on all sides. And so they're armed with these tools. And as we watch the clients over time, they still split into three groups. The very first group are the people who just make things happen and they just take this and excel with it. I've got clients who probably know more about this topic than I do now because they're masters at it and they've, they've internalized it. They said, I'm going to be the best there is here. And they're just going 90 miles an hour. And then there's the group who watch things happen. Okay. I'm here. I'm doing that. Is there any better angles? What's new out there? Oh, Vance and Seth just did a new podcast. I better listen to that and do a little bit more rather than expanding what they're supposed to be doing. And they're ever searching and analyzing, but never doing. And then the third, how would you explain, Seth, the third group? I, you're going to have to fill that in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the group that go, what in the heck happened? They're just always in a fog. Did you read the book? No. Did you set up your accounts the way we explain? Oh, I haven't got around to that yet. When you borrowed money from your bank, have you paid yourself back? No, am I supposed to do that? They just they don't have a clue and they don't want to learn. I challenge everyone who's listening today, which group are you in? Are you going to make things happen? Or are you going to watch things happen and just analyze everything to death? And still, it's a safety mechanism for the middle group. And that's usually the biggest group is they just don't want to commit. In the use it or lose it situation, the reason that people are successful to the reason that the people aren't successful is they tear out what they used to do and replace it with the new information. You cannot break a bad habit. Smoking, for instance, 
people, hey, uh, you know, I broke it five times, but they never did because they kept smoking. It, it came back. The successful ones have replaced the habit with another habit, a good habit. Mm-hmm. When it comes to money, Eric, Seth, we have to convince people that the way you think about money is wrong. Not only wrong, but it's 180 degrees wrong. Replace it with this and see if this is not better. I watched the middle group have their foot over on this side <laughs> and then the foot over on the new side, and they struggle all the way down. That you know is what we have available for these human factors to make things successful in our lives, not only with money, but gosh, it could be related to our marriages, our families, our relationships, our businesses, any aspect of life, the human factors we have to deal with. Seth, give me a a little more comments and I think we can wrap up. Sure. Yeah. I think that you have to be, you have to be coachable when it comes to private banking and you have to effectively be open to make changes for what you think you have, uh, what you know about money and how you might have some gaps because everybody's got gaps. And even in a a mastermind think tank, you're going to see other successful people and wise people bringing up ideas and concepts that you never thought of. And we hope to provide those type of values to folks that, that help open eyes and create better family and better legacies. Yeah. I'm hoping that people are listening to this saying, I know I don't know everything. And they're able to verbalize that and then internalize it and then be able to say, you know what? I do want to speak to somebody who knows more about this than I do. And that's YouTube. So how do they get a hold of you guys or where can they find some resources? Privatebankingstrategies.com. That's privatebankingstrategies.com. And there you can find all sorts of resources, including all of our podcasts, which we publish there. And the initial touch point is our offer for a book that we provide to you at no cost. We like to call it a red pill book, meaning that it hopefully opens your eyes to things. And we called it The Secret Banks Don't Want You to Know. And in there, you're going to see a number of issue spotting stories and examples that help illustrate how you need to take the banking equation back in your own life and how you can put these principles we've been talking about on this podcast and others to work for yourself. And so when you begin to implement the golden rule and you've got more cash at your disposal and you're able to keep control of your transactions, take control of opportunities, when you're able to keep your open-mindedness and be coachable and then use the tools that you create, that's where you're going to see the acceleration in your wealth growth. Absolutely. Vance, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. You bet. And our last thank you is going to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. 
Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.